Okay, so we're on the top of 28A, Aleph, and we're talking about what was known as Mamados, special uh, people that when it was during their uh, time of service, they would have a special minion. Uh, there were two groups of them. Some of them would go up to the base of Migdash and actually be there as the Corbin was being brought. And uh, some of them would go to a shul in their neighborhood and fast and do special prayers. And those were called mamanus. And they had... Uh, well, the, yeah, there were also some in Yericho to do the... Those that went up, some of them had to take care, make sure that there was food and water and... Uh, uh, so that they were the enablers, the people that we. It's interesting. We do find that even David Amelech mentions in the troops. In order to have an army, you have to have the people in the back who do the supplies, the supply chain, and they're equally important. We always, uh, um, but yeah, they have that part in Yericho also. But uh, the more now is intrigued by how does it work exactly the prayer service. So uh, what exactly? How do you add the Maimed to the daily service? And part of the only thing we really know is the additional Torah reading. And we're not really sure, is it a Torah reading or is it a, uh, we'll have to see in the Gemara. That's what we're going to get to. Was the, we know that they read about the creation of the world because the Mamados are the, we believe the world exists because people connect to Hashem in prayer, that they have this focus of the Avoda. So, uh, we said uh, if it's a very big parsha, they read it. They divided it in two. Uh, now, when did they read it? So the simple reading sounds like they read it a, a few times a day. B'shachus Musa Mincha Koran Alpia, and we said that they read it by heart. Instead of reading it from a Torah scroll, they read it by heart. So Iboilahu. Now the Mora wants to just question three lines from the top on twenty-eight A. Uh, the question is the following. Is it that you read it in Shachris and Musaf out of a Torah? And then only in Mincha time where you don't usually carry out a Torah, then you read it all by heart. Now, how do you read it by heart? Just like you chant the Shema. Now, what it means is this. there is a, a, You usually don't read a Torah by heart. You really don't read the oral law by heart. But on Shema, you do. Actually, when you say Shema, we, uh, we're read, that's, those are psukim from the Torah that we do by heart. You're allowed to, um, things that are memorized and said every day, you are allowed to say the, or the written law by heart. Uh, it's only things that you might make a mistake in, you're not supposed to quote. <laughs> There's a famous story where a rabbi got up and quoted a pusik and he, messed, he butchered it. He mamish butchered it. There was no such pusik. <laughs> and Yaakov Kavnetsky was there. And um, they all were wondering, like, why didn't he correct him? And so he said something. Well, he probably didn't want to uh, say the written law uh, verbally, because you're not supposed to say, you know. So he, he quoted it differently on purpose so that it wouldn't, because there is no such busik, you know. It says in the Torah. The, so there are people, you sometimes have to be careful with that when you're quoting the written law to actually read it from inside rather than saying it by heart. The exceptions are those things that you've got fully memorized and you say all the time, like the Krishma. So according to this, we're gonna, you'd have to say that they memorized this part of Breshis so they could all... That's what the Gemara means. You read it by heart just like you're allowed to read the Shema by heart. But the question now is, 
So was it always by heart, or was it uh, when did they use the Torah? Odel Mahakitani Bishaoli by Shachris they read it. And then the question really is, did they have two Torah readings or one? Uba Musaf Ubaminka Karnosal Pekarnasma So we can solve it from the following. The Tani Bishakras Uba Musaf Niknas and the Basic Nas in Shachris and Musaf they went into Shul, the Koran Kidershi Koran Kolashana. And they did it like they do the whole year. Uba Mincha and then when it comes to mincha, you didn't even need a minion. You could just read it privately. What do you mean? A yachid could read it. It means they all read it by heart. In other words, they, they read it without a Torah. Again, to us, it's very strange to read Torah. Um, I, I envision it when, if you ever daven by the Sephardim, you see how they chant. You know, they, they really like, they're all together chant, you know, like they daven out loud. They daven out loud, but everybody's saying the same words. You know, it has that. So I think that's how, that's how it would have sounded when they did this. Uh, they would all sit there and be saying the Parsha and Bracious, the same. Yeah, correct. Yeah, that's the. We don't have, I mean, we start, but we're all on our own and we finish at the end. But we, they say every Pusik together, certain parts of the... Oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember when they used to try to do that. Okay, so... So we said that certain things bumped off Maimid, just like certain things bump off Tachman, certain things bumped the Maimid. Um, they just wouldn't say it on that day or that service. Uh, simply, um, there's only so much you can say in a day. You know, in other words, if you're doing Halal, so therefore they wouldn't have the Maimid service. So, Mahafish ben Zulazu, why would one bump the other? Uh, so, uh, I mean, Halal's, uh, why does Halal push off uh, push off Maimon. So the Gemara answers, Halolo divrei Torah, Valolo divrei Sofrim. The, um, the, uh, the Gemara answers, um, one second, that this is referring to, good morning, Steve, this is the, the question was, um, we said that you didn't say Maimed by Mincha. Uh, the, uh, the, if you said Hallow in the morning, you skipped the Maimed later in the day. So the reason was so you could say Mincha. So the question was, why, was it, why is it that Mincha is, takes precedence over the Maimed? And the answer is that Mincha is Midivrei Torah. Let's see Rashi. Uh, actually, I think I'm... Um, I'm scared. I'm getting ahead of myself. No. Um, yeah, that's what I was thinking, but actually that's going weiter. That's going on what's coming up later. Um, he brings down here that, that Mincha is from the Torah and the Ila is rabbinic in origin, so that's the difference between the two. I see. Yeah, the... the so the, the, what we need to do is the, it's, uh, the, the beginning of the verse is just going on. Um, the, the, it's said in the Mishnah that they skipped Nila if they had Halal. Ain bo maimid, there was no maimid, there was no Nila service at the end of that fast. 
And usually when they had fast days, they added a nila. So why is it that we're skipping that? So thank you, Richard. Because the answer was this, that the... Um, uh, the the uh, the mincha and the the uh, was medivre Torah, whereas the part that was medivre sofrim, the the neila that could be bumped. So then we said zman atzeh kohanim. We brought also that when people had certain holidays when their families brought the wood, so they said hallow. Those were the days that were bumped, and uh, the mishnah. The way I, I understood the mishnah is that the this was a super long mishnah. And it actually went into details of the families that celebrated their wood donations. And it also, we're going to see, it goes into details of other heroes. Um, there's a concept of Zecher Tzadik Lebracha, that you mention the righteous for good reason. People get honorable mention. People that, that uh, stepped forward and showed uh, they did the right thing, it's important to mention them. So the Mishnu, uh, the real example of that is by the Nisim in the Torah, where the Torah repeats everything that the Nisim, when they did the, the uh, they donated to the beginning because it wants to show when they were doing what was wrong, so then the Torah mentioned it. But when they did what was right, the Torah repeated it uh, because it's, it's important to mention uh, good people. So uh, the Mishnah mentioned the different the, the, and by Bayesheni, they didn't have the wood, and so individuals stepped forward. So why, did, why is that mentioned over here? So When the people from the exile came up, to me, it's, it's surprising. Why would they think there would be Eitzim in the Lishka? You know, they didn't find wood. The whole thing was knocked out. I think it means that even though they had rebuilt... Uh, they didn't have a chance to fill up. Whereas normally they would have filled in the chambers and, and supplied them with the wood and their things. But since they had just rebuilt, they really didn't have a chance to build up a supply. So there was no wood over there. But Umdu Elu. So these people, they, they stepped forward. And this was a big deal. I mean, if you had to chop this wood, that was a big deal. And they donated from themselves. The uh, and uh, the, the interesting thing was, this would have been a one-time thing because eventually they would have rebuilt the supply. So the Nevi'im said, that even once the Lishka was full of wood, we're going to use the wood of these donators because they took pride and privilege into using their wood for Hashem's Mizbeach. So they, uh, they're, they're not going to lose that privilege. Uh, every year, a lavareth to burn on the Now, uh, and we mentioned that there were the Kohanim and Leviim, and there was the list there of the special families that donated. Now, these families were rebuilding. They had been in the exile, and there was a lot of work to do, and uh, it was a big uh, sacrifice to donate all of this wood, and so therefore the Torah mentions them. Now, there's some other people who get honorable mention. What were they? B'nai Gonvei Eli, B'nai Kotze Ketzias. Strange names. The, the sons of the, the, the robbers, the sneakers, and also the, the, uh, also the, uh, the fig cutters. So what's going on with that? Who, why are they heroes? So, Pamaks, Malchus, Gzei, Yisrael. So one thing you really get from the Gemara is you, 
you can't imagine what the Jewish people have gone through in history with all the different uh, uh, Gentile decrees against them and all the different groups against them. We're here because our, our fathers really uh, fought battles constantly to survive, to, to give us what we have. It's really like an amazing, I'm just always amazed, like you think that, that was it, there was something else going, there was another decree and another decree. Like uh, every generation, there's somebody was making trouble. So there was a gzera shelo maracha. They figured, you know what, let's stop the wood. If you stop the wood, you'll stop the mizbeach. So they said, they're not going to let you, and also shelo bikurim. They wouldn't let us bring the first. Why are they picking on mitzvahs? Like, you know, like they, you know, they pick on bris milah, they pick on Rosh Kodesh. Um, some people say it was like they couldn't understand why they couldn't assimilate the Jews. They couldn't understand it. Like other people, they conquered them and they made them into citizens and they got them to give up their religion and the Jews weren't, wouldn't assimilate. So they kept on trying to to figure out what they could get rid of that would help assimilate. So one of the important mitzvahs is Bikurim, bringing the first fruits. So they figured they picked on Bikurim. And this is what they did. They shivu prusto saladrocha. They put police on the roads so they would stop, you know, if you, you could get pulled over if you had first fruits on you. Kederik shashiva yurava ben nevat. It was similar to Yerav ben nevat who didn't want people going to the base of Migdash shalom yali shalai meregel. So ma'asuk sherem sheva osu dor v'yirechet. What did the righteous religious people do? So they used. They didn't just sit back and say, "All right, forget it. We're not going to do this mitzvah." No, the heviu sal bikurim mechifim mekitzios. What they did was they brought their bikurim, but their first fruits. Uh, that was underneath in the basket, but on top of the basket they put on uh, the the figs, the the natu akaspeim, and they put it on their shoulders. So the Kivin Shegil it's a process. They reached the officers and said, Hey, what you got there? You know, uh Omar Lahem, Lahikanata, where are you going? Omulam Maso Shne Igule Dvelu Maktashlofnenu. We're going to the pounding station. They had pounding stations where they you could bring your figs and you turn them into a wheel, you pound them into a wheel. Ubale uh um Ubal Shal Kasvenu. And those were the uh uh, ones that the baskets that were on their shoulders. Kivin Mehen, as soon as they passed the guards, Itrim Bisalim, they uh they took out their baskets and they uh they uh, decorated them by Vim So basically they they covered the top uh with something else. This is what smugglers do is they put something else on top and they have underneath. Today it's usually weapons or drugs they smuggle. Uh, but uh, that's what they do is they put somebody else on top and then they, they bring in the dogs who can sniff it out or the container ships or the, but uh, that's a, they use that method in the service of Hashem to uh, sneak in the first fruits. Now there was another group, Tanu Elohim Salme Hanutafas, the people of the, the latter Natufis. Strange name is Sulme, latter. So Tanu Sulme Who are they? So again, the previous group for honorable mention were the first fruit sneakers, the gonve, the, the, they snuck by the guards. Who is the latter group? So this was during the time when they decreed, so let's see, um, it once happened, they said, let's cut off the wood, 
to the uh, to the woodpile. The shiva prusif aladrochim, and they put police on the roads. Kedirksha shivi ravim and just like you ravman aladrochim What's really interesting is just like there's an idea to mention zeicher tzadik levracha, there also is a mitzvah to mention the wicked. Hashem uh, Rishoyim Yerkov, let the name of the wicked rat. Hitler, Yamaksham over Zikro. Um, and it's a funny thing, like we mention Amolek, aren't we trying to forget Amolek? So wouldn't we be better not mentioning Amolek? The way we forget him is by mentioning him. We mention him to destroy him. In other words, we mention uh, that it, it, it's uh, um, same thing over here. We, Yeruvim ben Nevat gets mentioned in infamy for what he did that he actually made guards to stop Jews from going to the Beis Hamikdash, to, to prevent people from going to Shul. So therefore, the Gemara just doesn't hesitate to throw him in. You know, the Gentiles, when they, they, how would the Goyim have the chutzpah to stop Jews from going to the Beis Hamikdash? Well, guess what? A fellow Jew did it. So once a Jew did it, then they could do it. So he gets mentioned in infamy, so there, sometimes, it, basically, we, we have to be motivated by our heroes and also by the, by the wicked people, what they do, how low they stoop, you know, so to speak. So, ma'asu door, what do they do? Hevi sumos. So they took wood and they turned it into ladders. They put the ladders on their shoulders. I felt bad that, you know, today we have aluminum, you know, the ladders are lighter, you know, it's not such a... But the wood ladders would be very heavy. But they carried the wood ladder. Kivet Shagil, they reached the policeman. Omer Lehem, where are you going with that? So Omer Lehem, we're going to get our birds. You know, you need ladders to climb up to get your birds. That's why we have the ladders on our shoulders. Kivet Shagil, as soon as they passed the guards, they broke apart the ladders and they had wood. And they brought him up. I guess those guards weren't, weren't very smart. You, know? you would have thought they would have, why is everybody going for their birds all of a sudden? You know, they thought it was a, uh, uh, some of the, but that's what they did. On the good people, you say, honorable mention for the righteous. And the bad people, you say, may the name of the wicked, the wicked rat. So then we mentioned some of the families. Be'esrim, on the 20th, that was B'nai Paras Moab ben Yehuda. Uh, Tani, uh, Moab ben Yehuda, who is that? What's Moab doing over here? Tani, B'nai Paras Moab ben Yehuda, hey B'nai David. They were descended from Rus. David and Melech was, uh, was uh, known as the, the Rus, ben Yehuda, Dibir and Mer. Rav Yossi, Omer, hey B'nai Yoab ben Shruya. That was David and Melech's brother. David and Melech's aunt uh, was Shruya. David Melch's sister was Shruya, so his nephew was Yoav. Yoav ben Shruya, that's the family. They were also would have been descended from Rus. Uh, Be'esim, there's um, an interesting trivia question that uh, one, the woman mentioned most in Tanakh is David's sister, Shruya. She's mentioned like many, many times. And uh, it was a special... Uh, we don't know that much about her, but she's mentioned very often. It's, uh, mostly because of her children, Yoav ben Shruya and... Uh, there's a, a whole bunch of us. So, Basim Elo Bene Eden Ben Yehuda Bene Eden. Yes, 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 yes. So, is it that the father was not significant or was he out of the picture? Correct. And, uh, well, because the mother was so famous. She was so famous, right? 
Right. It was it was Davidamel. I mean, this is you know, imagine the as great as Davidamel. Imagine what his sister was like. You know, like uh, you know, Davidamel with you know everything he did—a warrior and a and a singer and a and a navi. So he had a famous sister, so was Shmuya, and so the the greatest warrior was her son, was Yoav. So, uh, but anyway, and they they also were generous. They donated the wood. They were also That was another family, Mani Masnisen. So, uh, who exactly is our Mishnah about uh, uh, these different families? It doesn't fit Remeir, but over Yehuda, Lerb Yosi. Why Eler, Meir, Lisni, Shabob, Bene, David, Ben Yehuda? It should say the descendants of David. E Reb Yehuda, Lisni, Shabob, Bene, David, Ben Yehuda, Shnia. E Reb Yosi, Lisni, Shabob, Bene, Yehuda, Ben Shmuya, Shnia. Again, we're quoting three opinions about the family, and it doesn't seem to fit any of them. So the more it says, Lower Meyosi, it's in Reb Yosi, and there's two views about exactly which family it was. So we said on the first of Tevis there was no Maimit, that was Hanukkah and Rosh Chodesh. So Omerle Mark Shisha Braid Rivkasti as we turn the page. Maishna Halo the Dochi Dide. So on Rosh Chodesh and Hanukkah, where you have Halal, there was uh, there was a lot to say. Uh, they pushed off the extra Maimid Davenik. So Maishna Halo the Dochi Dide. O Maishna Mustaf the Lo Dochi Dide. Why would it be? That the um, uh, that we said if the um, if there's a hallow, it pushes off the maimid service at that at the at the shachris in the morning, and where is it that in musaf it doesn't push off the maimid service? So Omer Levashi has to labdi day. If it can push off a later service, certainly it pushes off the maimid of its service. Lo kol so coming. This is what I mean to say. It should only push off the maimed during that service, but not the later services. So There's an opinion like that. He says if there's musaf that day, yeshbo maimed. So there still is a maimed service. So maimed demai. Who's maimed service? Ilamed maimed deshachris. Uh, if you mean that you don't have maimed in the morning, that's agreed on. It means that it pushes off the, the maimed of Musaf. Uh, that doesn't push uh, that off. It means the maimed of Mincha. So the Lord said, Korban Eitzim Dachi. That gets pushed off when they brought the, uh, they said the hollow because they donated the wood. Basically, what's coming out is the the days where they had extra services in the morning, they they didn't have a ni'ila maimid service. But it would push off the maimid in its its service, not in the later service. Shmami question, clarification question regarding about the carbonatesim and the holiday. That celebration was only for the family. Right, that's right. So the other people would be saying Maimed is, is so. Right, it's a relatively small group of people that we're talking about. I imagine so, yeah. So we're not really kicking it off. I mean, for that small group of people, we're making this big exception, or we're saying, just saying that for those individuals, they wouldn't have the Maimed. So the thing is, for everybody else, it would be on Rosh Chodesh or on Hanukkah. In other words, other days when there's Hallow. But for, uh, for that small group, you're right. Uh, but, the, but the concept on a day when there's Hallow, so that would apply to the rest of Klal Yisrael on a Rosh Chodesh or a Hanukkah. So they would observe it, they just wouldn't be saying it. They 
Correct. They, it would still be their week of Maimed, but they would skip the Ni'ila service. Oh, yeah, actually, now, we'll get to Rosh Chodesh, yeah. Yeah, it's coming up. It's coming up in the Gemara. That's actually what we're going to thank you about. The, we're, the, we'll stick to Hanukkah and the, and the days where we have a full Hallel. Uh, so then the Gemara said... Right, right. Because it's Hanukkah. Thank you, yeah. Yeah, that's the... So um, this, that you bump off the, the, the special Ni'ila service, and I imagine people would come because this was... Uh, the Ela is very powerful, you know. When they, they close the the gates of heaven are open at the Elon, uh, so if you had a, but we're saying that when they had the extra hollow in the morning, they didn't have it. I have a list of Nami be'echem and Nisan lohai b'mneishiyeshbo hollow v'korban mosa v'korbanetsim. So uh, this this was the question we're getting to. Well, what about Rosh Chodesh? Doesn't that hollow bump off the Ela? So uh, bump off the Maimid service. Amarava zosa meres hollow debereish yarka. You see from here, as Dr. Yaffe was saying, the halo on Rosh Chodesh, Lavdi Araisa. It's really not the, the full shebang. It's not the full halo. Eighteen days of the year is the regular full halo. And it could even be said privately, Yom Gomez Halo. Elohain, what are the 18 days? Shmoni Mechak, the eight days of Sukkot, Shmoni Mechanukah, eight days of Chanukah, Vyanta Vrishan Shopesach, Vyanta Shalatzeros, the first days of Pesach and Atzeros. And if you're outside the land of Israel, we have a second day, Yanta Begola, it's 21 days. Um, and what are they? The, outside the land of Israel, you have the nine days of the Chag, Vishmoni Mechanukah, the eight days of Chanukah, Vishniya Mishon Shopesach, Vishniya Shalatzeros. Rav, the Mora brings a story. So we're, we're getting into an interesting discussion. Um, believe it or not, it comes up by Yom Atzma'ot for those people that say halal with a bracha, without a bracha, partial halal. Um, when you, a person has a day that, uh, is, is there such a thing as a half halal really, is it? Um, or what's the significance of it? So uh, the question is, what's the significance of the halal on Rosh Kodesh? So Rav Ikalabavot, Rav came to Bavel, Chazidik Hakarahala, Barosh Chodesh. He saw that they were saying hello on Rosh Chodesh. Shock, what are they doing? Savalav Suki wanted to stop him. Kim the Chazidik Delugi, when he saw that they weren't saying the whole thing, so he said, Oh, good. Shmamina Minigab was saying to be a day. This is just a minig. The minig, you know, if you don't say the whole thing, then it's just a custom. So, uh, and your custom, you could do. Is that with or without the bracha? Doesn't really matter. Uh, Rosh Chodesh, we say the bracha. Oh, I know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, so with the bracha, even though it's not the full thing. So, Rabbi Shreina, on the Hallel, uh, does it say like somewhere in the Torah to say Hallel on the holidays? I mean, how do they say it's a derisa? That's a good point. I Let's see, what did Rashi bring the Pasuk? Um... Hallow on 
not, it doesn't say, there's, there's no pasuk that says, oh, you should say halal one or the other. Uh-huh. I was wondering if there was a Rashi we could be medayik from, but okay. So there's two, a few, we're going to do a tosis, but there's another point here also, Tana Yachelo Yasko Gomer, that there is a problem, really, if a person wouldn't daven from, uh, for a minion to say halo. It's not so simple that a halo is meant to be said by a private person. So that's why it says over here, Yachelo Yasko Vimhisko Gomer. Uh, one, if he, you know, again, we hold a halacha that a private person could say, but it's not so simple. Let's look in Rashi Yachid. It's right in the middle of the page. Mm-hmm. He brings down here that uh, the concept of Yerisa is that when you're rescued from a, from a perilous situation, uh, one needs to say a halal, and that was established by the early Nevi'im, recognizing that on those events where we say the halal, the full halal, We've been saved by an apparel situation, whatever is the situation, the midbar, whatever, and that's why they gave it that uh, designation as being the rice. Because of the Nevi'im, you're saying the prophets. That, uh, that the Nevi'im is established based on the fact that on those days the Nasrol were saved from a perilous situation. But would you call that a. There's uh, a reference in the Torah that if you're saved from a perilous situation, mm-hmm. you call out to Hashem. I see. Okay, uh-huh. interesting. Let's see, Rashi. Uh, thank you, though. So that, that gives us this sort. Yachid, an individual. Even privately, you're allowed to say a sahalal. The question is, why would you say it on Sukkot and Pesach? Why is it that you, that you don't say the full halal on Pesach? Bishum dekaga Sukkot the difference is on, on Sukkot, every day it's a different offering by the Musaf. So each day has a different flavor. So each day, every day that has a different uh, type of holiday, you need to say a, di- a new praise. But Pesach, listen to these words of Rashi. Each day of Sukkot is a separate holiday, whereas Pesach, it's a repeat. We think of them almost identical, Pesach, Sukkot. No, he's saying that Sukkot each day is a different day. It has a different twist to it. Okay, let's see the taptosis. That's why we're saying full, full halal, because there's no questions about it. Correct. Versus Pesach. It's right, different. right. Also, each day as compared to Pesach, where it's only the first day. Right, it's a different one. Right. But, but does that mean that the intermediate days of Pesach, Kolomoed, are... Um, they're not a new holiday. It's a repeat. It's a continuation. Right. But, yeah. it's, but it's not a minhag that we say. Part halal. Right. Right. So. so it is a minhag. Well, the way Argumor comes out is the part halal is really minhag, right? It's not a, uh, it's only a full halal that counts. The, is the 18 or the 21 days of the year. Right. Let's see the top toast. I'm building on what you just said a moment ago about circus that each day because the carbon is its own individual mini holiday. It's brought down that Hanukkah is a tashlumim for circus. So each day of Hanukkah is to negate the carbon that they couldn't bring on Sukkot because when they rededicated the base of at Hanukkah time, mm-hmm. they were able to do Tashlumim for the last Yantif, which they missed because they weren't able to bring those Korbanos, and Sukkot was that last holiday. So the eight days of Hanukkah individually were the mini holiday replacements Tashlumim Korban wise for Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. Very good. I, I, the truth is that uh, the Hasidic Torah all talks about Hanukkah like being the end of like Hoshana Rabbah, you know, and I, 
I was wondering if that's if there's a more mainstream source, but basically what Richard is saying is that there is this idea that Hanukkah finishes off Sukkot yes. uh, in some ways. I've seen that in several names. I can't use the name right now, but it's, it's not me. Trust me. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I actually came across the Baal HaTorim. I wrote about this in donoyu.org. Uh, I came across the Baal HaTorim, the Parsha that follows the, holiday, the list of the holidays in Emar uh-huh. is the Parsha for, um, for making the oil for the menorah. Oh, I see. I see. The Baal HaTorim, he darshans at Smichot, that just like we say Hallel, whole Hallel, all eight days of Chag, which means Sufic Shemini Atzeret, so we also are Germer Hallel for Hanukkah, so he understands that it's an Asmachta for Hanukkah. I see. So uh, we're on, we're on to one of the mysteries over here. We're trying to figure out Hanukkah, which is interesting. Um, thank you, Doctor. Yeah, that's fascinating. Um, but th- there is this idea somehow. You're saying that it's connected because the mitzvah of lighting is next to um, uh, Sukkot, but they they somehow connect Hanukkah and Sukkot. I, I don't know. You know, like uh, uh, there's some some connection there. Okay. It doesn't, well, you see, it doesn't belong. It really should be back in. And, and all of a sudden, in the middle of Vayikra, they, they, they took in this parsha of, of, of making the oil for the menorah. It's, it's really out of place. Huh. Okay. Very interesting. Taptosis. Yontavishin Shopesach. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but I think we're uncovering a mystery, but we'll have to spend more time on it. Yontavishin Shopesach. Who gomer halal? We said on Pesach, you do the whole halal on the first day. Avu Shmon Yemei Pesach, because we quoted in Rashi before, Lo. You can't compare the two. The Hanukkah didn't who lig mercy halo to kol ches yomim heim hanes misgado. So now that now Tosus is bothered by another thing. Why would you repeat that if if you don't have a new day each day? You don't say a new halo. But we said Sukkot each day is a new holiday. That's what Rashi said. But what about Hanukkah? Hanukkah is a repeat. So why would you say a new hallow? We already thanked Hashem yesterday. So Tosu says that each day the miracle is bigger. Each day is a new, it's still burning. Look, it's going another day. Um, it's also interesting how you think of it. He's saying that Hanukkah is, 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 is each day was a new, a new day of celebration. That's why you need a new present every day, right? That's the uh, all eight days. So what Tosus is adding is that Hanukkah each day is a, as a new day by itself. Lefisha priyachai, Rashi finished by Sukkot because the the uh, the korbanos mismatim v'hochem they change. Avol Pesach ain't a mishdana lo mikorbanos v'lo miyantav l'kain ain't gomid on Pesach. You don't say the halal the whole halal yom rishon. The idne gomitreyim today two days mishum davin osa misafik because we keep two days of yantav. So a, a two-dayer is like a one-dayer for a halal, meaning that you say a full halal on the second day. So we have 21 days of the year that we get to say the full halal. We've got to look forward to those 21 days. Those are super days. Okay, back to the Gemara. Is that kind of referencing... Um well, we're not allowed to add in a halal sefer for Yom Hashanah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Exactly what's That's exactly what's happening. In other words, you're right. There are certain days you do, and certain days you don't. Uh, and and, it's a cap. 
Yeah, that's what it sounds. And there's something, you know, that's uh, we go out of our way to. Uh, yeah, this is the where the discussions begin. Um, now, a partial halal or without a bracha, there's certainly less less involved. Okay. Now, the Mishnah listed the five things that happened on Shiva Asr B'Tamas. Uh, so now I'm going to explain. The Shabra Lukos, the, the Ten Commandments were broken. How do we know that was Shiva Asr B'Tamas? The Tanya, So the original Lukos were given on the 6th of Sivan. Rabbi Yossi says on the 7th of Sivan. According to the one that they were given on the sixth, Moshe. So Moshe went back up on the seventh, Shiva, and if they were Shuas was on the seventh day of the month, Bishiva Nitnu Bishiva Olu, they were given and he went right back up the same day. And Moshe Beda went back up. So there is this interesting dispute about the first day of Shavuos, what day it was. And then he was up there for 40 days and 40 nights. So um, that's the, uh, the 24th of Sivan. Um, so if you add... So if you went up on the 6th or the 7th, you have 20, uh, you have the uh, 24 days of Sivan together with the 16 of Thomas. And you at 16 and 24, you get 40. So it comes out on the 16th of Thomas. So he came down on the 17th. He came down on the 16th. And he broke them. He saw the golden calf. He threw down the lukas. And he put, him, he put the broken pieces over there. So then we said that the tamid was not brought on the shiva. What? Under the mountain? What? Right. So he broke them, but then he and then he put them in the table. He didn't say. Uh, so uh, you're asking. I mean, we, uh, we he collected the. the we we understood that they saved the pieces and that they had the shuvei luchos. So you want to know what does it mean? They put them under the uh, harsinai. They they he, they put them and then they saved them. I don't know. I was thinking that uh, some pieces were were thrown away and some were saved, but no, that doesn't make sense. I, I hear we have to. So another mystery. What's what was going on with this under the mountain with the the Lucas? Okay, that we said. It doesn't say he put them under the mountain. He says he broke them. Tapa, tapa. So what does that mean? He broke them under the mountain at the bottom of the mountain. At the bottom of the mountain. I mean that's the push of shot. I see. That's where he threw them, right? Right, so Daryami said he just broke them there, but he didn't throw them there. Bottom as compared to under. Yeah. Right, okay. So then we said that the Tamid also was discontinued. How do we know that? Gemara, that's handed down. Hufka ear, the city was sieged. So you see, that's when the siege won. So one second. I, I didn't read that right. So we said, Hufka ir b'yudzayin? Are you telling me that the 17th of Thomas was the siege? But what about the Pasuk in Yirmiyah? It was in the fourth month. It was on the ninth of the month because of Rabir. 
that that was the siege. Two different Bate Migdash. The Tani and the second base of Migdash that was on the seventeenth of Thomas. Then we said Sarf Apustumus. Apustumus the wicked burned the Torah. How do we know that? That's not in the Psukim, that's Gemara. That's also handed down. Amid Salam Behechol, and how do you know that Menasha put a Salam in the Hechol Menel and the Xi? Umeis Husra Tamid. Now, when they stopped bringing the Tamid, Velasis Shechet Shomim, he put the Salam in the Hechol. Uh, so we're saying that there was one idol that he put there. Was there only one idol? Vaxi Vial Kanaf Shkutsim Mishumim. It says he put Shkutsim. Uh, it's the old days when you had like really nasty goyim, you'd call them shkutzim, shkutzim. <laughs> but it's plural, it's multiple. It says he put shkutzim, a lot of disgusting, creepy people, creepy idols there. So why are we saying it was one? Omarava Trehavi. You're right, he put two, but one of them broke. One of them fell on the other and broke it. Shem was trying to send him a message. Uh, uh, and where do you know that? We'll find out tomorrow what uh, there was a little more to the story there. What is that the um, uh, if one idol fell on the other and broke the arm, and they uh, this was like a warning to them that they shouldn't be doing it. I, I don't know. It didn't say whether he got the warning or not, but uh, that's why it mentions one, uh, multiple and then one. Okay.